Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you when you're done, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast. Ka-ching! With no minimum on how many listeners you have. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Also, it's free. <laughs> you can't get much better than free. Just be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barky. I'm Luke. And I'm Rose. And no Dane, no guests. It's just me and Rose today. And don't forget the cat. She's always here. And she doesn't partake in the podcast or anything. I mean, we do get some sound effects from her every once in a while. Normally it's her rubbing against a table. Or purring. Or snoring. Yeah, mostly snoring. We are actually going to start this off real quick and easy and we forgot the drinks <laughs> brb and we're back <laughs> we're so professional here we are very professional here so the first thing we are making is a first of all i'm gonna say we're gonna have a theme here all because he had to ask me what we should be making so this is all rose <laughs> so we're starting off with a buttered toffee and to make a butter toffee, you need amaretto, Bailey's Irish cream, Tia Maria, or another coffee liqueur, and heavy cream. Yay. That's not bad. Wouldn't be my go-to drink, but that's not bad. Not bad. I wouldn't... It was not my go-to either. Alright. So, our first topic is... For today, is something that I got in the mail today. Well, a while back. I'm not dating myself on this. Is Universal Yums. Not. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. They are not sponsored, but I do want to gush about them because they are actually extremely awesome. And they kind of partake uh, pertain to this network of ours a little bit because it involves food. Yay for food! So what Universal Yums is is you get a box of candy, treats, 
chips, snacks, biscuits, whatever, everything. From around the globe that you probably wouldn't find around the United States easily. Oh, no. And this one we got from the Netherlands. I mean, one of those candy, like one of those treats in there, where actually you can find at Walmart. Hashtag not sponsored by them. Don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, the version we had, though, was the much better version. Oh, yeah. Much easier. Much better. 100%. And my God, they have... I'm not going to go through the list of everything that was in there. I will say that it is worth your time. It gives you a nice, it gives you a, a big, 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 big assortment of, you know, candies and stuff. Uh, we'll actually, and it's worth the money. Mm-hmm. We will actually put the size of the box on our Instagram, just so that way you guys are aware of it. But we got, it was tea, tea biscuits. Yeah, which you, my dad, and my mom devoured. They're delicious. Like, they're so addicting. Like, you dip them in, like, coffee or tea, and it's just, oh. And apparently they reminded my mom and dad, like, those little old-fashioned windmill cookies. Mm-hmm. That used to dunk in coffee. Then there was a bunch of black licorice. Well, not a bunch. Like, two yeah. things of black licorice. Like, here's the thing. I am not the biggest fan of black licorice. I'll eat black licorice. But the way how this black licorice was made was actually more tolerable for me. It still tasted gross to me. Well, that's because you don't like black licorice. Period. I mean, I like Twizzlers pull peels. That's all I like. <laughs> so, I feel like they might have been... I think it might be the fact that it's not made from high fructose corn syrup. Probably. And there was a couple of things that I was not expecting to come from the Netherlands, like the crackers. Because they Oh were... yeah, the cheddar and raspberry and the gouda. Yeah, like, those are flavors you don't see around America. Because, you know, America's like... Cheddar and barbecue and sour cream onion. And bacon. Again, I'm just gushing on this because it's really good. I'm just talking about the things. They also give you like trivia and information about where this food was made. It is a very, very good product. I am heavily... like. Also, if you want us to do like an unboxing of it at some time in the future when we actually start doing videos... Let us know on our Instagram. Yeah. I'm always on there. Tell me. Ask me questions. Oh. Talk Spe- to me. Speaking of, for pub- for uh, sites, we have a website now. Yay! I didn't even know about it until now. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you it. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, that one. I have the attention span and the memory of a goldfish and a raccoon. <laughs> Leave me alone. So if you want to get a hold of us outside of, you know, just listening to us, want to leave us a message, or you just, you know, maybe want to donate us like a buck or two, we are on www.whatsnewbarkeep.com. If, granted, we haven't gotten the, the domain for that yet, so if it changes, I will edit it when we do get it. But it is www.whatsnewbarkeep.com, since Luke did say it a little too fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My apologies. I am just that excited. Yay, jazz hands! (laughs) (laughs) We are also... Like, I really wish I could show you... I really wish I would have saved some of the snacks there, because, oh my god. And of course, coming from the Netherlands, the chocolate. Holy god. Oh god, the chocolate was so good. It melted in your mouth. It was a chocolate hazelnut bar and i don't like nutella because i think their hazelnuts way too overdone like way like overpowering but this had a nice just smooth melt away taste they also have this like 
interesting gummy that was fruit and black licorice. That worked, in my opinion. No, it did not work. I mean, I liked their little Cadillac cars. That reminded me of, like, Swedish Fish slash Starbursts. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored by anything in this video. Audio. Audio, video, vlog, blog. Your mama. <laughs> Cat. Oh, God. Like, we're just going through everything that went through in the box. Like, is there any, what else should we talk about outside of just that? That it was nummy? Well, yeah, everything in there was really good. But it, it's 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 worth the money. You get a lot in there. Mm-hmm. We got the one that was worth... And you get variety. Mm-hmm. And like when we got the Japan one? Way back when. Way back when we lived in bumfuck nowhere. Again, it was just ma- it was amazing, even though some of it I couldn't eat because one, salt, two, it was kind of gross because they had like calamari-like crisps. I like that. I did not. It was gross. There was also like a kelp crisp as well. I didn't like that either because, once again, high in sodium. True. Could have killed my thyroid. <laughs> and then they had like, it was really spicy. I was like, I no, this isn't. this is for him. He can have all this. I'll just keep the chocolate. And then they had a Scotland one the next time around. <gasps> oh, I love that one. Maybe when we had it, they had a haggis chip, which I actually really enjoyed because it was like really mm. beefy. Mm-mm. I don't know why you didn't like it. It literally just tasted like beef. I did not like the flavor, and I did not like the texture of the chip after it kind of went in my mouth. I'm a texture eater. You leave me alone. But yeah, we do recommend that you go there. Go to their website. They are super available. We got the box that's worth 25 bucks, And again, that was... we. I don't think we got everything, because it... That was mentioned in it, because... Boy, it's... Just wow. It was, yeah, just, just go... Just do it. Do it now. <laughs> Alright, enough with us, you know... Sponsoring other products. Sponsor us. Just joking. <laughs> it's time for our next drink. The Butterball. And it's not really a, like a turkey. It's just a Butterball. <laughs> to make a Butterball. This is a shot, by the way. It's a straight up shot. It is vodka, Irish cream liqueur, and butterscotch schnapps. All things that you really enjoy. Just a butterscotch schnapps. And the vodka. Really mostly the butterscotch schnapps, because I can take that from the the jug itself and just chug it. As Rose just goes for it. Mm, no, no, no. No? No. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's got a burn. That has got a burn. I mean, it's not bad. At least in my opinion, it's not bad. I'm chewing on my tongue because it just burns my tongue on the sides. No, thank you. It's Mm-mm. not the worst drink I have ever had. Hi, Sable. So, speaking of Sable, guess what we are talking about now? Uh, Talk about how she gets shaved on Friday and she looks cute. Well, I mean, there's that. What the hell's tapping? Sable. She's rubbing up against the table. We are actually talking about cat backs. Uh, kitties. Sorry. Sorry. Sable, stop, you dumb. It's a good thing I have the power of editing. Alright. So, first fact. Scientists believe that the ancient cat's original coat color was a grayish brown with darker tabby stripes. 
Such a color combination would provide excellent camouflage in most natural surroundings, as well as on bookshelves and in closets. Hmm. Where did the mountain cat come from? Scientists believe that the modern pet cat actually derives from two different sources. Short-haired breeds descended from a species of African wildcat called the Caffrey cat, Felis libica, which was tamed by the ancient Egyptians sometime around 2500 BCE. Crusaders brought Caffrey's back to Europe, where they bred with small European wildcats to create the modern short-haired house cat. Uh oh. I mean, she's not short-haired. She's long-haired, poofy. Mm-hmm. What did you breed with? Long-haired cats, on the other hand, seem to have descended from the Asian wildcat, Felis manul. The Asian long-haired cat was domesticated in India about the same time that Egypt began domesticating the short hair. Ah, never mind. We found your ancestors. <laughs> Don't stop. You might just have to hold her. I'm going to push her down. There you go. I pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> she just plops down. Unlike most domesticated animals, the size of cats has remained virtually unchanged during their association with people. The man who created the method of zoological classification still used today was Carlos Linnaeus, who lived in the 18th century. In 1758, he dubbed the domestic cat Felis catus. Despite their differences, all current breeds of house cat are considered the same species. Yeah. Interesting. There are plenty of dogs depicted on prehistoric cave paintings, but not one cat. That's because cats were too busy knocking shit off things. Yeah, you think they have time to actually, you know, wait to get chiseled into, like, a cave? Well, they're not chiseled. They're painted. Either or. Chiseled or painted? I mean... Oh, well. Actually, there's a reason why there are no cats on ancient cave paintings. It's the same reason why archaeological digs of ancient remains find bones of goats, dogs, cows, and dog. Bones of goats, dogs, cows, and dogs. They, they said dogs twice. But no ancient cat bones or toys. Peoples and cats began their association together only about 6,000 years ago. Huh. Yeah. Fun fact. Cats do appear regularly on tomb paintings and frescoes from ancient Egypt. Four to 5,000 years ago. Yeah. They were an important part of Egyptian society. In fact, they are worshipped as gods in ancient Egypt. I think everybody kind of knows yeah, that. Yeah. Everyone's seen the meme, I'm your god now. I'm your god meow. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not a cat. Yeah, thank god. <laughs> there were practical reasons for worshipping cats. The Egyptians were very dependent on grains for their main staples of bread and beer. And they knew how much the cats contributed to their lives and economy by keeping rats and mice in check. Makes sense. I mean, we can't have the beer going down. There be. I mean, that would just be criminal. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would. I, I would go insane. In ancient Egypt, the penalty for killing a cat was death. I can see that. As we both look at sable. Yes, worship me, humans. <laughs> Egyptians follow the procedure in the case of a house fire. Save the house cat first. Ancient Egyptians first tried to domesticate the hyena to take care of the rat problem. <laughs> okay, I'm going to reread that. Ancient Egyptians first tried to domesticate the hyena to take care of their rat problem. When that didn't work out, they tried the cat with a little more success. Yeah, I could see that. Egyptian cats also act as a sort of hunting dog. Their owners stunned birds with boomerangs, and then the cats would were unleashed to finish off the birds and bring them back. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Why can't you run like that? 
Only thing you run for is cat treats. I mean, but maybe we got a boomerang. Do you trust either one of us with a boomerang? I mean, I trust myself. I mean, I don't trust myself. I mean, I almost hit you in the head with a frisbee. I mean, wouldn't be the first time something's hit me in the head. True. If a household cat died in ancient Egypt, its owners would have sh- would shave their eyebrows in mourning and lovingly transport the cat carcass to one of the cities devoted to mummifying cats for their journey to the next world. Aww. That's adorable. Yeah. I'm not shaving my eyebrows, though. <laughs> I'm not good at penciling my own face on. The cats apparently didn't make it all the way across the River Styx. In 1888, about 300,000 cat mummies were discovered still lounging around this world in a burial ground at the ancient city of Beni Hassan. We guess it illustrates, once again, how hard it is to get cats to go where you want them to go. (laughs) Unless you have a giant laser pointer. (laughs) 300,000 mummified cats. I guess it's better than taxidermy, I guess. Just wow. People like their cats. I'm just imagining how much, if anybody was using that river, just how much, you know, toxicity and whatnot was in there. That's to say that river's not perfect. Yeah. Get the joke? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Haha, I can be funny. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to the 300,000 cat mummies? They were dug up with tractors and sold for $18.43 a ton to an English fertilizer company. <laughs> Just looking at Rose's face. Well, I guess if it works, it works, right? I mean, to be fair, that's actually a lot of money for, you know, 1843. Yeah. But And I mean, I guess that works as fertilizer. Mm, or they have, like, you know... Unless they're, like, crushing it up, making it into, like, a compost kind of thing. I'm guessing that's the case. Yeah, then, yeah. I can see it working, then, as we get off track of that. (laughs) Egyptians thought that a cat in the house would ensure that the household would have many children, because the goddess Bass was the body of a woman and the head of a cat, who was also the god of love and fertility. Aw. Isn't that set? Bast. Oh, Bast? Okay, never mind. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't read, or I can't write, and I can't think sometimes. Don't judge me. It was against the law to smuggle cats out of Egypt. Not that the law did much good. Phoenician sailors smuggled them out of the country and traded them around the Mediterranean. (laughs) Sable, you were smuggled up good. You were like heroin or cocaine. Alright, two more, and then I think we should probably take our first break. Okay. Unfortunately, this worship of the cat had its downside, too. In 525 BCE, the Persians went to war with the Egyptians. Mindful of the Egyptians' religion's reverence for the cats, the Persians lined up a row of cats in front of their warriors. Egyptian soldiers were put into a crisis of faith. They quickly discovered that they couldn't swing a sword or fire an arrow for fear of hurting a cat and hissing off the, go- the cat goddess. Hissing off. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb. I like it. It's cute. In a cataclysm and a catastrophe, the wily Persians quickly defeated the Egyptians. And lastly, the people of ancient India used cats to protect their grains from rodents. The Chinese and Japanese also used them against rats, but in this case to protect their silkworms from the pests. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's nifty. And And now time for our sponsor! 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 Hold up! 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 